Hey guys, Casta Costa here. Today is November 16th, 2020. It's Monday. I just finished watching the GH and you guys know I normally just do like a week roundup. But today's episode was so freaking explosive <clears throat> that I just had to get on here and start talking. I literally just finished watching it. It was so crazy. So a lot of stuff is unraveling. We'll start with the the least complicated storyline, which is Julian. So Julian's getting his ass handed to him by Sam, Olivia, and what seems to be the new Lucas. And I like it. I like this guy, and I'm going to tell you why. One, he looks a lot more like Sam than the other Lucas did. But two, um, this guy brought the heat. He brought the passion. He brought the anger and the just, you know, the, the total like child disappointment in this parent that is just so ridiculously twisted, you know, like Julian's almost beyond repair. And so it was a good scene. The banter flowed good. The energy was there. Like, you could feel it. It was going. I'm, I'm sad that um, they're going to write Julian out. But it was, it was a good scene. And uh, Julian just, you know, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. He really thinks he's on the same level as Sonny and Jason. He's not. But Julian doesn't, like, everything that Sonny and Jason do is very calculated. There are no surprises. Right? Like, they very, very rarely get caught off guard. Julian, on the other hand, doesn't really think before he acts. He puts himself in, like, these really bad situations. You know? So, Julian's in the, in the crapper. So, then we got to pan over to the finishing of the scenes from Friday. And I'm so glad they carried through instead of putting us on some whole other thing, right? So we have the finish of the scene with um, with Millow, Michael and Willow. You know, they're cozy, they're getting fresh, they're getting sexy, and Chase walks in. And Chase is genuinely shocked to see Willow and Michael, like, making out. And rightly so. You know, I don't think... Uh, he ever really thought about whether or not they would have sex. You know what I mean? Like he, he, um, he had kind of a little bit for the most part, except for the pep talk with Brooklyn, he had for the most part accepted that Willow and Michael were married and they were going to stay married and blah, blah, blah. And that they may be fond of each other, but it didn't really sink into him that that fondness would turn into sexual attraction and that at some point they would have sex. Because there's no going back from sex. There's no going back. So he makes up some bullshit reason that he's there and he promptly leaves. He goes to the bar to drown his sorrow. Meanwhile, cross town. <laughs> Let me go to my notes because I wrote everything down, right? So meanwhile, across town, Sasha is ODing. You know, like, she is full-on ODing in Cyrus's living room. And I know, which they reveal at the end of the show, um, that Cyrus 
did that to test the drug. He doesn't give a shit about her. You know, he had no intention of ever having anything sexual with her. It was strictly to see what would happen when he gave her the drugs. Right? So, Brando, he called, Brando pops through the door and, you know, it's like frantic that Sasha is now ODing on the floor. And Cyrus is frantic because he doesn't want this chick to die in his in his apartment and draw police touch, attention, right? And it's funny because Brando thinks that Cyrus is worried about Sasha until Cyrus is like, get this, but you know, get her out of here. I don't want her dying in my apartment. So okay, so Brando, being the good guy that he is, <laughs> takes her to the hospital. Not a secret mob doctor. No, he takes her to the hospital on Sonny's orders because the first thing he does when he gets her out of the apartment is call Sonny and Jason, right? So she, he, he's on his way to the hospital. Sonny and Jason are on the way to the hospital. Cyrus will now have to go to the hospital as well. And then uh, Jason uh, calls Michael, who's now with Willow, stunned from the chase thing um and he come to the hospital michael is shocked to find out that sasha has been doing drugs he narrowly narrowly saves her from getting murdered by cyrus who decides he wants to shut off the machines and as he reaches for the button michael intervenes and michael loses his shit Causing now an official throwdown of the gauntlet between the Corinthos clan and Cyrus Renault. Because let us not forget that Michael does not work for the Quartermains anymore. He doesn't have to hold up that certain level of purity. You know, now he works for Sam uh, over at Aurora Media with Jax, and Jax, whether he likes it or not, is Team Corinthos. So like I said the other night, if you listen to that episode, these sides are being picked, and it's going to get ugly, right? So that's what's happening there, and so now we've got the quad at the hospital. We have Michael, who's now called Willow, who went to see Chase at the bar, to come and join him at the hospital because Sasha's in a bad way. So because she's with Chase at the bar, obviously she brings Chase. She had gone to the bar to try to kind of smooth things over with Chase to make Chase feel not so bad for walking in on her and her husband uh, making out. And she tries to very, very delicately, God bless her, she tries to explain to Chase that Michael and her have... Uh, come to a place where they have started discussing their relationship and what they want. And that's how they wound up making out and having sex. I don't know if she admits that she had sex with Michael, but, you know, she admits that they were close and it was happening. And, um, you know, she says what you say when you're talking to the ex-boyfriend who you thought cheated on you with the girls in the hospital, Right. So it's really awkward with the four of them, but they, they're determined to sit vigil. And Michael is just like, 
I can't believe we wound up here. And it really is. It's like a year makes a lot of difference, right? So Cyrus storms out of the hospital, but not before getting in Brando's face and basically reprimanding him for not killing Sasha. And I think this is a chilling moment. It's a very chilling scene. But it's a chilling moment because now Brando realizes how ruthless Cyrus really is. And how that whole polite, diplomatic, you know, talking in circles thing. That's just smokescreen and mirrors, baby. That is a Halloween costume. Underneath that is pure devil. And I think Brando finally realizes that. So meanwhile, at home, um, Carly has sent Avery, sends the necklace to Ava's house. Claiming that the necklace needs to be fixed. And so she gets it off the child. And she calls Jack straight away, who has just, just finished consoling brokenhearted Nina about her search for her daughter. And promised her a romantic evening, including foot rubs. And then the phone rings. And it's Carly. It's Queen Carly the Valkyrie. Mrs. C, my boss, Corintho's wife. And she summons him. I need you now. And don't bring your girlfriend. (laughs) It's it's so good. So he runs over there. Like the dutiful little uh, uh, ex-husband man slave that he is. And um, she explains to him how she came into possession of this necklace. And Jax, you can literally see his face just fall to the floor. Like, he really is like, oh, God, this nightmare is so not even over. Because now it becomes the question, be honest with Nina or be duplicitous and lie and create a whole different scenario like Valentine. So, you know, with the masterful writing and editing of General Hospital, you can cut to Valentine and Nina in the restaurant where Valentine is explaining to Nina that he's going to legally make her um, a guardian for his daughter should he die in any event that she would have his, like, 50% custody of the child, basically. And uh, while talking about this subject, they get on her daughter and her child and everything. And uh, he encourages her to keep looking. And he, you know, he starts to soothe her broken heart. And um, for once, him him and Jax agree, which he finds to be astonishing. And she leaves feeling propped up and happy and, you know, hopeful for the future, which is very sweet. But before he leaves, he runs into Brooklyn. Miss Brooklyn, who is making the tour of town. She's doing the goodbye tour. And she's saying goodbye to every single everybody. That she needs to go back to Brooklyn. And now we we realize, after she has some fluffy little bullshit conversation with Valentine, 
we realize that the reason why she's insisting on leaving poor Charles and going to Brooklyn is because the girl's pregnant with Valentine's baby. Now, this would be the first child that Valentine would be able to participate into the scenario with, you know, like watch the, the, the growing pregnancy, be at the birth, like from scratch, from day one, from jump. Valentine would now have a chance to like be a real father. And not for nothing, him and Brooklyn had a pretty hot scene. So, uh, you know, if there could be one thing that could keep him from ever getting Nina back, a child with Brooklyn would be sweet irony, but also Brooklyn would demand. This is not a girl who's going to be like, I'm going to have your kid and you can be my baby daddy. No. Uh-uh. She's going to demand a ring and legal validity, and she's going to demand he take care of her because she doesn't have her voice anymore, and let's face it, the girl can't work. She's incompetent. So winding up Valentine's convenience marriage bride would be hilarious considering the, the judgment that was passed from Valentine over to Nicholas for marrying Ava for the same, you know, not the same reason, but for convenience as well. So I, for one, can't wait to see this play out. I cannot wait to see the jealousy from Nina that Brooklyn is going to have Valentine's child, especially now that her and Valentine are sort of kind of getting along. Right? Oh my gosh. It's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. So, let's see. What else do I have in the notes here? Sonny, Carlos. I got everything. I, I wrote as I watched, guys. I'm dedicated to you. Right, so Jack's, you know, running to Carly. And now, I just want to address that again. Jack's ran to Carly two seconds after he promised to shower his girlfriend with adoration. Now, Nina, God bless her, she's so diplomatic. She's like, oh, go, 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 go. I'd have been like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me right now that you want to go and console your ex-wife? Is this seriousness? And, you know, and now he goes to Carly. And what does she do? But she presses him to then lie to Nina. And, you know, keep this from Nina for like ever. For her life. For her whole life. Bad, bad, bad idea. This is a bad idea. So only time will tell. I feel like this week, you know, GH is coming with the November sweeps, right? They're coming with it. And we need the fantasy because we're headed for yet another shot, shutdown. So we need the fantasy time, don't we? Um, so <laughs> um, kudos to GH. Good episode. Can't wait to see how the rest of the week plays out. Um, unless it's just a maze balls, I'm just going to wait until the end of the week and we'll do our regular roundup, but I just had to get in there because today was like so crazy explosive. Anyway, this is Cass. 
I want to wish you happiness, safety, health, and tons of abundance and prosperity. Peace out. Catch you next time.